0: download the new bumble now how to learn the art of persuasion in sales hi and welcome to the sales is easy channel this is a place where we try to simplify and demystify sales process and help you with learning the formula to overcome setbacks and make sales easy When done by skilled professional, sales is easy. That's my firm belief. My name is Alan Meyer, I'm your host. I'm a sales expert with over 30 years of sales experience and the last 15 years I've traveled the world to deliver my sales training on resilience, on mental toughness, on uh, on even on, on art of persuasion and persistence. And one thing I learned wherever I went, and I, I was lucky to visit 42 different countries on all six continents, salespeople are very similar no matter which country you go to. One thing that's very important for salespeople is constantly working on improving the art of persuasion. And remember this: persuasion is not just for salespeople. We try to influence other people all the time. Maybe you try to influence your kids to do their homework or to clean their room. Or maybe your employee, if you are a leader, if you're a manager, to spend the Saturday morning working on a project that uh, that there is a a due the timeline is really short now and uh, things need to go fast when you can influence other people effectively you can get more done and your sales career and your life will be easier so in this podcast i would like to go quickly through 11 different ways of, of the art of persuasion how to improve it especially for salespeople. And if you're going to use these time-tested techniques to influence the people in your career, including your customers, your colleagues, your leaders, you will have an easier path through your career and through life. Influencing others is a learnable skill. So if you're ready to dive into today's topic, let's go. Let's talk about 11 ways how to learn the art of persuasion. Let's start with the first one understand reciprocity. There are a few psychological phenomena better documented than the idea of reciprocity but in a nutshell people are more likely to do something for you after you have done something for them. It's simple human nature we tend to return favors so salespeople they do that very often just a reminder that you you should use more reciprocity. Give to get, do something for your customers. Go one step beyond the usual job description and people will do something for you in return. Second one is ask nicely. And uh, I work in Canada and in Canada, funny thing is uh, uh, we say sorry too many times, too much sorry everywhere we go. If even, if, 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 if you if somebody steps on your foot, you're gonna say sorry. That's so ingrained in a, in a Canadian culture, and it's hard for many people to understand this. But next time when you're in Canada, just observe how many stories you're gonna hear. But in sales, if you ask nicely, it's going to go a long way. So saying please can get you further than you might think. Avoid acting as if you're deserving assistance, if you're deserving the contract to get uh, from your customers. Ask nicely. But don't forget, and that's the one thing that I'm always reminding salespeople, don't forget to ask. Ask for the order, ask for the order, and ask for the order. Otherwise, if you don't ask, you'll never get it. So ask nicely, I say thank you after each request. I like to remind salespeople to use lots of softeners, word softeners like, can I ask you a question? Would you mind sharing this? Can I just... Uh, follow up with you, like something that, that shows that you respect other person. And asking nicely and saying thank you afterwards, it can really go a long way. Third way I'd like to mention today is tell the truth. I know, salespeople in truth, right? It's an oxymoron for many, many customers out there. They feel like salespeople are natural born liars, but that's not the case. In a professional selling, in business to business selling, telling the truth, it helps you to influence others easier. It, it, it's easy to influence other people when you are willing to be honest. It's very challenging to lie successfully, especially to those that know you well maybe the account that you handle for many years. And honesty is often rewarded. It reminds me of the situation I had with my customer. We were supposed to actually deliver something, it was a 45 day delivery time. It, as it happens in business, right? Things get delayed. And I immediately pick up the phone and say, listen, we are close to delivery time. We cannot do this. We have some obstacles, we have some challenges and I will fully understand if you want to cancel or change something or, 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 but here's what's happening. And the guy actually told me, you're the first honest sales guy who called me in advance, who didn't wait till the last minute and then put me on spot uh, and uh, not giving me any other option, but just, uh, you know, just continue waiting for things that were already supposed to be delivered. Thank you for that, and we're going to stick with you. And, uh, you know, think about it. Uh, sometimes maybe you cannot deliver something. Maybe you don't have a pro- uh, products that the customers want, and you know really certain products or, or even services will help them. Nothing wrong with saying, honestly, listen, we cannot do this, but I know who can. And telling the truth, you know, it's uh, it can really go a long way. It helps you to persuade other people. Way number four is this. Do what you can on your own we are more likely to give assistance to those who are working hard and your customers recognize that your colleagues recognize that your leaders will recognize that as well it's easy to feel compassion for someone that's already doing everything they can to help their customers and to help themselves of course so if you go one step beyond if you really work hard to try to do something for your customers they will reward you but do what you can go beyond your usual usual job description point number five is treat other people with kindness we like to go along with those we admire and respect and we human beings we resist those that we view as unkind you cannot force somebody i mean you can maybe lie and cheat for somebody to buy from you that's one time but if you're in a business if you want to if you always think about your fifth or sixth order down the road you will not lie. You will not cheat. And more importantly, you will treat other people as valid human beings. And managers and leaders who are not treating their employees that way, they will not accomplish much because people will not, people will temporarily confirm. Yeah, we are on the same page here, but they will look for the exit. They will look for another job. Let me give you one quick example. I was working as the director of sales for one software company in Toronto. And uh, there was a new VP on board, and he tried to change everything from culture, from way how we do things, but he did it with uh, really in a rude, rude way. And what happened actually, I left the company, four guys of my team, the best guys I picked up from my team, they came with me to another company, and they lost tremendous revenue. But it's not just about the revenue. They lost respect from the other team members, and the company didn't do well, and they were later purchased by one big company. But... It's all about if people feel treated with kindness, they will be more easily influenced by you. And you are presented with countless opportunities with your customers on a daily basis to be a pleasant and helpful human being. I'm not saying you should be a doormat, but treat other people with kindness. If they don't deserve it, guess what? You do it next time, that's it. You don't need to be always kind to people who don't deserve that. But take advantage of the kindness that you give to other people and they will be more easily influenced by you. Way number six is this. Tell them what's in it for them. People are often wondering and that your customers, they're literally carrying a sign over their head. What's in it for me? Good for you. You guys are number one in the country. You guys are growing. Your market piece, market share is growing. All fun and everything is good for you. But what's in it for me? So your customers are always wondering what's in it for me and it's wonderful. When people are willing to do your bidding out of the goodness of their hearts, but be realistic. If there is a benefit to the other person, if there is a benefit for your colleague or for your customer, make it known. Go back to the old school selling features and benefits. Learn the difference between features and benefits. I'm still surprised. I have occasionally during my training, we do this in five minute exercise, list of features, list of benefits. And people think there is a blurred line. It's not. Let me repeat it for you right now. Features are when you talk about yourself, your company, advantages of your products, your market share, your, I don't know, benchmarking, everything about you. When you transfer this to what's in it for them, when you talk for customers, that means for you, you get the newest technology, the best technology, the cheapest technology, whatever it's a selling point. Then when you talk about them, what's in it for them, when you put you in a sentence, then This is is already on the benefit side. So tell your customers what's in it for them. This is how you're gonna influence them to persuade them to take another look at your solution, at your product or your service. And this ties up to the number seven way. Number seven is smile. Guess what, right? Studies have shown that smile is open doors. Smile, but try to have a genuine smile. And people are more likely to respond positively. 25 years, at least 25 years ago, my manager told me, put the mirror next to your desk. And I said, why? Because trust me, you need it. When you pick up the phone, when you dial the numbers, and I was working on a business development side; I was call calling many companies, a smile on your face it's easy i think that five six muscles on your face you need for a smile and 50 56 56 muscles to frown so it's easy to smile but just reminds you no matter what day you have pick up the phone transfer your good energy to other people to your customers even if you don't go to the next step even if you don't book the demo if you don't close the deal still you know you try your best you try to be upbeat and positive and when you smile people more likely to respond positively. People feel that even over the phone and guess what you will feel better too. So smile at the beginning of any interaction, of course, unless inappropriate, but try to have a genuine smile on the face. Way number eight is seek agreement. That means, of course, find common ground. If you can get the other person to agree to several of your statements or ideas, they'll be more likely to agree to a primary request. It's called small yeses. You know, I, I use one little trick, and it op- always help helps me to gain agreement with the other side. Thank you for meeting with us on your on, in on on Monday morning on in your in the office on the seventh floor here, right? Something like that that confirms the truth. You would say two things that are truthful. It's Monday morning. We're on the seventh floor, right? Something like that. Think about it. Seek agreement. Small yeses because it, it, it will help you to get your other side, uh, your customers, to start agreeing to your big request. Understand what the other side, other party wants and needs, and find similarities between you and, of course, with your customer. This is how you build rapport. Don't just say what many salespeople do. Trust me, this is the best thing. No, nobody's going to trust you. Prove them, show them, but try to seek for the agreement, right? And, of course, one big word we should all avoid is the word but. Whatever customers say, instead of saying, yeah, yeah, great idea, but it creates confrontation. Try to convert this but in your mind to word and. Great idea, Mr. Customer, and here's how we see this thing. I appreciate your opinion, and here is what it can be done. So connect things. Seek for agreement. It's going to be easy to persuade other people. Number nine is compliment them right? A few sincere and keyword here is sincere compliments can appeal to the ego of the other person. Make the other person feel good. They will be more likely to make you feel good in return. It's human nature. Avoid getting carried away, but a simple compliment can be powerful. Nice building, right? Or, Interesting size you guys have anything something doesn't have to be Complimenting the person that you're dealing with it could be a project it could be a company It could be even you know congrats you guys are number three in the local market right something like that Compliment them show that you understand their position show that understand their business and compliment them on their on their successes number 10 timing timing is everything let me ask you this Would you ask your spouse for a big favor when you come home two hours late from your golf outing? (laughs) Probably not, right? There's a time and place for everything. So think about it. When is the right moment to ask for your raise? (laughs) Of course, immediately after you close the big deal. (laughs) When is the right time to ask your customers to get you the purchase order, to sign the agreement, to actually send you the money? So there is a time and place for everything. Observe, constantly evaluate, and don't miss the opportunity. I witnessed many salespeople, customers already sold, they're they ready to go, and they still need to talk further, and they still talk and talk, and they go beyond the selling point, and they talk more and more, because they wanna sound smart, or they wanna impress customer. no. When the customer says, okay, what's the next step, then go to the next step, that's it. So there is a time and there is a place for everything. Be wise. And the last uh, point I would like to make in today's podcast uh, on 11 ways to learn the art of persuasion is this. Be reasonable. It's not easy to borrow a dollar than it's to borrow a million. So keep your request reasonable. If you ask your managers, right? You know, you cannot double your salary overnight, but you can get there in a few steps, right? But keep your request reasonable. It will likely be granted. Same thing with your customers, right? Let's go. Let's start with the demo. If they are not willing to shell out $200 million tomorrow, guess what? Let's do the demo. Let's do the business case together. Let's work together. Let's do like a joint venture to do together something. Reasonable next step. And if it's reasonable, it will likely be granted. If you want something big, guess what? Be prepared to provide something big for your customers so these are the 11 ways i would like to learn from you what's the one thing that you using right now that can help you persuade other people is this anything from this list i'm gonna name it one more time understand reciprocity ask nicely tell the truth do what you can on your own treat others with kindness tell them what's in it for them smile seek agreement compliment them timing, and be reasonable. Is there anything that you're doing right now that gives you great results? Or another question would be, what, what's the one thing you would like to start doing tomorrow from these 11 things? Let me know. Reach out to me on the website, salesiseasy.com or on LinkedIn, and I'll be more than happy to feature your answers and your questions in the upcoming podcasts on these and similar topics. But one more thing uh, to finish this podcast is this. Remember that influencing other people is a learnable skill. Those with good skills have an easier path through their sales career and of course through life. And sales persuasion skills can be applied anywhere, not just at work, at home, with your friends, family, kids, in all relationships, with your parents, with your cousins, with your friends but even also to interactions with strangers. And I call strangers, strangers are your customers that you just met, your prospects, right? And some people are seemingly born with this ability to lead and influence others, good for them. Rest of us, we have to learn. This is your starting point. And I'll post more podcasts on this topic. We can learn it, it's a learnable skill, but it's up to you to start learning it. And now it's the perfect time to get started. Thank you for listening and uh, subscribe to this podcast because there are more uh, podcasts I'm preparing on this topic of persuasion and also on resilience and mental toughness and growth mindset. So stay tuned and uh, for any questions, I'm one email, one message away. (laughs) Thank you for listening and I just wish you happy selling. This is Ale Meyer for Sales is Easy Podcast and talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Electric Ass.